You ready? It's time for the No Pleasure Pod with BDP1. Buckle up, Buttercups. Let's go. You heard the lady. Let's go. You know what time it is. It's the No Pressure Podcast. The pod that recognizes that your opinion matters. It's not here. I'm your precocious pilot. BDP1. The next few minutes, we'll address the hottest headlines in sports, music, and movies, religion and relationships, and my personal favorite, politics. You know that I'm always going to keep it a buck, because nobody wins on a PC platform. This is the Russian Roulette Podcast, and that makes me the Black Russian. The No Pressure Podcast is supported by Personal Treasures Beauty Supplies. Located at 3313 South Holden Road in Greensboro, North Carolina. Or you can follow them on Instagram at Personal Treasures Beauty. Black owned and operated. Make sure you support your own. Again, that's Personal Treasures Beauty Supplies. This first segment I like to call Shots Fired. Happening right now, right this very moment, Donald Trump has been suspended from Facebook for the next 18 months. This after months of debate on how his social media use negatively impacted the country. More specifically, for praising the rioters during and after the January 6th insurrection and attack on the Capitol building. This happens just the day after he officially closes down his personal blog, which was never as popular as he and his family and his supporters pretended. As I've pointed out in the past, his base are very low information, so I'm not really sure who they were expecting to read his word soup blog, but he'll be suspended until at least January of 2023, at which time his status will be reevaluated by Facebook, and they'll determine if they consider him to still be a threat. I guess it's better late than never, but um, shots fired at Facebook. Now, our next segment we like to call Politics as Usual. Of course, there's always something going on in politics, and I like to keep you up to date and give you a pragmatic perspective of what's going on in our politics. Now, today is National In Gun Violence Day. And while everyone is so focused on the COVID pandemic, we've totally forgotten about the national epidemic that we were already facing, which is mass shootings. It's only June and already we've seen more than 220 mass shootings in the United States. There have been more than 17,000 deaths from gun violence alone. Mass shooting incidents should not be confused, however, with active shooter incidents. Mass shootings simply refer to the fact that there were multiple people shot. But with those numbers alone, 
you think that there is enough evidence that some changes are needed to laws. One philosophy is that the fewer guns we have on the street, the more lives can be saved. Makes sense to most, but that grand old party? GOP lawmakers claim to respect the Constitution. When it comes to gun rights, they want to follow the Constitution to the letter. And they refer to themselves as constitutionalists. Now, the very same lawmakers ignore those letters when it comes to other elements of their sacred document. When reading the Constitution, just like watching a movie, there needs to be context. And context means considering the time, era, and climate, in this case, of the nation at its inception. The Second Amendment was written during a fragile period when there was still fear of the British and would allow citizens of the newly formed nation to fight as a militia alongside the army, not against. For those of you that aren't familiar, the Second Amendment of the Constitution reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Let me provide a short timeline. The U.S. Army was founded June 14, 1775. The Declaration of Independence was signed August 2, 1776. The size of the U.S. Army at that time, at its peak, was approximately 80,000 soldiers. The British Expeditionary Force alone was 32,000 members, and they had what was known to be the largest army and navy in the entire world. In consideration of simple math, it was absolutely necessary to have a provision in the Declaration to ensure the nation could field a formidable um, army against any enemies, but especially the British. Militias were also needed because you didn't have back then the technology that we have now. There were no drones or scout planes. Sometimes you had only days before an enemy was on your doorstep, and by then it was too late. If you had 200 or 300 armed men, they could at least provide a stronghold until the army arrived. We no longer live in those times. I strongly believe that citizens should be able to keep and bear arms. But I also believe that there should be a limit on the number of weapons and munitions that are allowed by a private citizen. I also believe that before someone can purchase any handgun or rifle, they should have to pass a thorough background investigation. What reason does a private citizen have for owning and using military-grade weapons? No one hunts with an AR-15. Now, instead of obstructing common-sense legislation and filling their own pockets with lobbyist money, 
why not do something that will actually benefit the voters that they were elected to serve? We don't want any more of your thoughts and prayers. We want action. And we want action now. This next segment is something that I've recently developed. I call it the end around. This is my perspective of what I see as the number one headline in sports currently. Today we look at the NBA's most storied franchise. I've said it all along. When LeBron's body starts to break down, it's over. The Heichel sprain was major in how the team performed down the stretch during the regular season. He was careful not to come back too soon. But when both of your superstars go down in the same year, it's pretty much a wrap. LeBron could never carry a team all by himself. Follow me on this. He spent eight years in Cleveland getting close and was only one or two role players short of being forever the hometown hero. He left for South Beach where he agreed to join two of the best players at any position at the time and they won two chips together. The ring he finally delivered to Cleveland had a roster comprised of the who's who of role players. But again, LeBron has two wingmen with equal talent and skill to those of Wade and Bosh, who he left in Miami. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and LeBron James won the 2016 NBA Finals. But it didn't come without controversy. Remember, this was the year that Draymond Green of the Warriors was suspended by the league in that pivotal game six. Then LeBron goes to L.A. He goes to the Lakers, who spend the next three years building around him. Nothing actually works until they acquire Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. And in a year that Golden State, without its second-best shooter, Klay Thompson, and the Clippers not yet comfortable with their new scheme, the Lakers won that 2020 NBA Finals. They were, again, the favorite to win this year until James went down with a high ankle sprain and Davis suffered a severe groin injury. Now, even when LeBron returned, Davis was only a shell of himself. And the role players, many of them starters on their previous teams, couldn't get across the finish line. Personally, and full disclosure, my view of LeBron changed when he left Cleveland, the first time. It wasn't just that he left, it was how he left. Not just that corny press conference with all the hype and the buildup with Jim Gray, but the cloak and dagger negotiating behind the scenes. Now he had every right to do what he felt was best for his career, his family, and his legacy. But as it goes, you have to accept the bad with the good. And this, to me, was a very bad look. Now, 
every time he's on a team that can't bring it home, it's further evidence that he is not the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Is he, is he the single best player of the last 15 years? Undoubtedly. Players like Durant, Harden, Irvin, Curry, and Giannis, they've had their standout years. But as a body of work, it's LeBron, hands down. Now, he can't help that he didn't play in the Jordan era. But indulge me. Who do you think would have adjusted better if they had to swap errors? LeBron in a more physical time or Jordan in a league where players can't even hand check? So all you Laker fans out there who thought you had a few more chips in the bag, you are not a dynasty. You just died nasty. In entertainment, Rick Ross was just awarded a multi-year residency in Las Vegas at Dre's Beach Club nightclub. Tickets are now on sale and the residency will begin at the end of the month. I believe it's gonna be June 26th is his first show. So congrats to Rosé. Happy 54th birthday to CNN's Anderson Cooper. And a happy 48th to R&B singer and songwriter, Life Jennings. And that's going to do it for episode three. Hit me up and let me know if you like the pod. Send your questions and comments to BDP1 at truecreatives.com all feedback is welcome if you'd like to support or sponsor a segment of the show please do the cash app is dollar sign bdp group that's dollar sign bdp group it will be greatly appreciated if you have a business you'd like to promote drop me a line it won't be free but just be nice to me as we get ready to land this plane just remember that life is a trip, so enjoy the journey. And time is your inventory, so don't waste it. Please watch your head as you exit. And until next time, Black out.